Good evening. Good evening. Praise the Lord. You glad to be here tonight? Amen. I'm glad to be in God's house anytime. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, it's been a great day today. Beautiful weather outside. We didn't get as much rain as we wanted, but that's all right. We know God will provide. So uh, we just keep praying. He'll send us a, not a flood, but a good, steady, soaking rain. Amen. I think there's more chance this week. But you know what? There's a there's a pretty good chance there's going to rain Holy Spirit rain in here tonight. Amen. And here's the thing, too. That's something else we've got to pray for. Not just pray for it. We've got to be open to receive it. Amen. Why don't we stand tonight? Let's just go ahead and open up our hearts, open up our minds to receive that, that Holy Spirit rain that God's going to send tonight and He's going to pour out on us tonight. Amen. Let's pray. Father. We just come before you again tonight, Lord, and we just pray, pray for you to let it rain, God. Let your Holy Spirit rain down on us, Lord. Let your blessings rain down on us, God. Let your power rain down on us tonight, Lord. Let your, your strength, Lord. Let your healing, let your deliverance, God. Whatever the need, let it rain down tonight, Lord. And Lord, we love you for it. We exalt you tonight because you're worthy of our praise because, God, you bless us so much. And, Lord, we thank you for all your blessings. We thank you for your move. We thank you for your touch tonight, God, that we expect great and mighty things because you've promised us great and mighty things, God. Your word says if two or more come together and any, anything we ask in the name of Jesus, that you'll be there and you'll, that we will receive it, Lord. And we praise you for that tonight. We claim that. And we love you tonight in the name of Jesus.
to you tonight, God. Whatever those bones are, Lord, that we're dragging around with us, God, we pray tonight that you would just take care of it, God. Bring that situation back to life, God. Father, you alone are able and faithful, God, to take care of everything. Everything, God, in our life. Jesus' name.
Testament, it was a form of warfare when the Christians clapped their hands. And we know who the battle is. It belongs to him. Can we just clap our hands for the Lord tonight? Hallelujah. 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 We're going to do some warfare this evening. I'm excited about what God has to speak to our hearts. And you may be seated. We're going to have our prayer time at the end. We're going to invite the ushers to come. Receive the offering this evening and uh, give you an opportunity to give. And then we're going to share some things. While they're coming, uh, my wife said I didn't introduce us this morning. We're Raymond and Cynthia Frizzell, retired pastors in uh, in 2020 from Miami, Oklahoma. We've been in Oklahoma for 35 years doing ministry and God's good to us. I didn't also tell when we talked about the pouring out of the Spirit. last This last week, our 12-year-old granddaughter, Chloe, along with a bunch of other 12-year-old kids at the camp, their, kid, their church camp for their school. Uh, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, slain in spirit all over the place. So it's starting. Are you ready? I don't know if I'm ready, but I'm going to do my best to be ready. God's a good God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to give tonight. Or bless our giving. Use it for your kingdom. May you multiply the seed as we just sow it before you. We give you praise for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Thank you to the worship team and all of you that have led worship today. They're awesome, awesome. I appreciate them. Leading us in some warfare songs tonight. We're going to do warfare. And uh, I just want to pray over this message. Uh, it's called The Blessing. And there's a song out. Uh, Carrie Job is saying it, The Blessing to a Thousand Generations. It's a scriptural thing. And I'm going to give you that tonight. And uh, I want to pray over you. But I want you to find a piece of paper and a pen. 
I'm going to talk to you real practical tonight. I'm going to give you some promises. I'm going to give you some testimonies of what God has done. I want you to take it from here. Somebody that's missing tonight that maybe has a son or daughter that's away from the Lord, a father or a mother, uh, you can take these verses and stand on them and God will move heaven and earth to bring them in. That's His promise to us. Let's pray. Father, thank You for Your Word. Lord, it does not fail. It does not return void. Lord, and it keeps us and it directs us and it leads us. We pray tonight as we receive Your Word that You would do something awesome in all of our lives and in this church and in this community, God. Do mighty things and mighty miracles. We give You praise for that in Your precious name. Everybody said amen. Our book will be available after service. Uh, that'll be there. Cynthia will be there. And, uh, but I, I want to just talk to you tonight about some things. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, uh, I don't know if you grew up in Pentecost. Uh, we came out of a church in Fort Worth, Texas. We had revival for five straight years. We did a lot of church. We did a lot of church. We grew up on a few. Service back then didn't end till uh, about midnight or one. We won't do that tonight, okay? But uh, I am grateful for the heritage God gave me. We saw God do some amazing things uh, in our lives, a lot of miracles, and I'll share some of those at the end here tonight. But I want you to give you some scripture. Exodus chapter 20, verses 5 and 6. Write that down. I want you to take these with you uh, and uh, just let them become a part of who you are. And you'll see how God uses this as I give you some examples through testimonies tonight. It says... This And I, I remember when I was growing up as a kid, uh, they preached this first part of the scripture, but they didn't finish it. It really aggravated me when I found out the rest of it. Because there's a promise when you obey the Lord. It's one of the greatest verses you can ever go to. The greatest promises, one of the greatest challenges for us as leaders and parents and grandparents to serve God. Because there's a promise that comes with that. Uh, they used to preach this, you shall not bow down before them or serve them. He's gone through the Ten Commandments. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation. Most sermons when I grew up as a kid stopped right there. But what does the next phrase say? To those that hate me. How many love God? So the first part's not for us. So how do we negate, maybe, uh, I know, don't tell anybody, but the Bible says all of sin come short of the glory of God. Okay? So we've all sinned, right? So how do we move on from that and bless our children and bless those that follow us? The next is such an incredible promise that you should underline in your Bible. Go home tonight if you don't have your Bible with you, underline it. It says, but showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. When you follow God, you bless your children. You bless those that are coming. You bless those that are behind you. Because of our obedience, somebody else is being blessed. Because of your obedience, somebody else is going to come into this church and be blessed. Because of your obedience, because that's the way God works. Now, how can I back that up? Because the song says He blesses to a thousand generations. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 7. Verse 9. Just write that down if you have the way to look that up. You can pick it up on your phone or wherever you want to. Therefore know that the Lord your God, He is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant. You understand? Stop on the word covenant there. God never breaks a covenant. Man breaks covenants all the time. God never breaks a covenant. He cannot break a covenant. Whatever He said He will do. And mercy for how long? 
a thousand generations. I'll come back to that in a second. With those who love Him and keep His commandments. How many are serving God? Do you, you know you're invoking a blessing to a thousand generations. You say, well, Pastor, that's not possible. We don't have a thousand generations less. We have all eternity. When, when my kids are going to be blessed that make heaven for eternity, that's more than a thousand generations. He says, if you obey me, I'm going to bless you to a, a thousand generations. That's incredible that we can have that influence. We can claim our families for God. He wants us to sow the seed. We talked about the seed this morning and that seed making the difference as it did for Moses and everybody else that had that seed planted. And Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 to 7, write that down. I want you to go back to these and remember these because when we come to the end of this service, we're going to pray for kids that are lost, family members that are lost. I'm going to give you testimonies proving to you what I'm talking about. And I'm sure there's some stories in this building too. But God will honor His Word. And what we pray and stand on, He will honor that because as we said this morning, His Word will not return void. Ever. Ever. That's forever. His Word will not return void. He says this, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. So what's he saying? Sow the seed. Why? We're going to come back to that in a second. That seed, as it was in Moses, that affected him 40 years later that he defended his people, that that seed kept with him in the 40 years he wilderness was the reason he could come back and say, the I am is going to show up. And God's going to deliver his people. And God is going to do that for us as His people. And it says this in Psalms 105, verse 8. He remembers His covenant forever. Forever. Now, let's go back to Acts 2, 17. He said, I will pour out my Spirit on what? All flesh. So what's the covenant? He's going to do it. He doesn't need my permission. He doesn't need a church's permission. He just needs us to try to be ready. And I just say, Lord, help us to be ready. Help our children to be ready. He remembers His covenant forever. The word which He commanded for a thousand generations. You see, the word's going to keep holding all the way into eternity. It's not just for now, because we don't have a thousand generations, but that same word is going to be through all eternity. When He saved us, He gave us what? Eternal life through Jesus Christ. Amen. That's, we're going to carry that forever. What an awesome privilege that He came and purchased that for us. Now, here's some more promises. Isaiah 44 and 3. For I will pour water on him who is thirsty. How many is thirsty tonight? It's a promise. It's a promise. He's going to pour that water on that, that refreshing of the Holy Spirit, that spirit rain that comes upon us and floods on the dry ground. We could use that in the natural and the spiritual right now, can't we? Yeah. We don't really want the flood on the ground, but we do need some rain. Yeah. I will pour out my spirit. Listen, I just claimed, told you about my granddaughter. We've been praying for our kids every day. We pray for our kids every day. Lord, whatever it takes for them to make heaven, you have permission to do it. Eternity is way too long to pray any other way. Yeah. I don't know how you pray, but I just say every day, whatever God you got to do in all of our lives to make heaven, yes, sir. do it. 
whatever it is, you can do it. But I will pour out my spirit on your, everybody say mine, on your descendants. It's his promise. This is his word. It's not my word. It's his word. And my blessing on your offspring. Who's your offspring? That's your children. That's our family. I want him to pour out blessings on my kids and on my grandchildren. I watch God do that. I'm not going to give all those testimonies tonight. And then I love this promise in Jeremiah 31, verses 16 and 17. Write all these down because I want you to leave here full of Scripture and ready to war against the enemy. And you'll understand what I'm saying when I come to the testimonies. Thus says the Lord, whatever He's saying is going to be true. Amen? Refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord, and they shall come back from the land of the enemy. This is hope in your future, says the Lord, that your children shall come back to their own border. How many have lost children? This is a promise. You'll understand in a second, even more stronger than that. But He has promised to bring our children back. We're praying some. We have a list. We pray for people all the time, every day. I'm going to give you that scripture at the end. I don't want to jump ahead of myself here. Psalms 103, verses 17 and 18. Write that down. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear Him and His righteousness to children's children. Do you pray mercy over your kids? I hope you do. Mercy over your life. Mercy over yourself as a child of God to keep to such as keep His covenant and to those who remember His commandments to do them. When we obey God, we bring an incredible mercy from Him on our lives. What an awesome God. You see, mercy is what we don't deserve. Grace is the blessing on top of that. But that mercy comes. That's how we got saved. The Bible records, I don't have the scripture with me tonight, that the earth is covered by the mercy of God. Because you know what Satan would do if he could? He'd destroy everyone. He doesn't have permission. And when we pray, he doesn't have anything. Amen. But, but that mercy covers the world. And that's why he's going to pour out his spirit. Why? He gave his life to seek and save that which was lost. He's not going to get to the end. I remind you this morning. We're not going to get to the end. And he's going to say, oh, well, good luck on the rest of you. He doesn't work like that. You don't give your life for something, especially as the Savior of the world, to come to the end and say, I don't know what to do. You know what he does know what to do? When he pours out his spirit, it crumbles us. It draws us. It changes us. Is everybody going to be saved? No, the word's clear about that. But there's still a harvest yet to be come in. Amen? Amen? There's still a harvest that God wants to bring in, especially our families if we have anyone that is lost. And the eyes of the Lord, Psalms 33, verses 18 to 22, He brings mercy on us. The eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him, on those who hope in His mercy. Are you hoping in His mercy? Yeah. I am. That's how we're going to get in heaven, because He cleansed us, not because we deserved it, nor can we earn it. You can't do enough things right to get to heaven. It's just the mercy and the grace of God. Amen? He's a good God. To deliver their soul from death, that's the second death, those being lost without Him, and to keep them alive in famine. Isn't God good? He can take care of anything. Uh, I don't want to be disrespectful, and I'm glad some people are saving up food and trying to do all that stuff. But I think if he could send Elijah with a raven, he can take care of us. Yeah. yeah. 
And I'm not against people who are putting stuff aside and saving water and all that, but you can't save enough. That's okay, put some aside. But I'm trusting in God. I'm trying to be wise. I'm trying to be careful with what I do. But there's only one person can save me, and that's Jesus Christ. And He is able to save us even in the middle of famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Get that? He's the help and the shield. He covers us and defends us as they were singing tonight. For our heart shall rejoice in Him because we have trusted in His holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us just as we hope in you. Amen. God's a good God. We've got to fight the good fight of faith. We know that in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11 and 12. Put on the whole armor of God. Who's got to put it on? We do. We've got to put that on and say, yes, cover me, Lord. Cover me the breastplate of righteousness, shield of faith, and the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. It says that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the dark ages of this world, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. But he said, we're going to win. Amen. Has he ever lost? No, he's never lost. And so he gives us those weapons, knowing there's going to strongholds be built up that we can tear those strongholds down. We're going to get to some of those strongholds here because I want to just share with you some testimonies. And one more thing, Romans 8, 26. I love this. Likewise, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For when, not if, get the wording, when we don't know what to pray, what does that mean? We're going to have a spot. But the Holy Spirit can pray through us that what we should pray or as, to, as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Aren't you grateful for the Holy Spirit? Uh, there's times I don't know what to pray. And I just say, Holy Spirit, pray through me. Uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm facing. But God sees everything. And so we're the privilege of the Holy Spirit that He can pray through us. I want to give you some testimonies tonight. We're not going to be long because we're going to spend some time in prayer. And uh, if you know someone with a lost loved one, I want you to take these scriptures and I want you to encourage them to take hold of the horns of the altar and begin to pray for God to deliver whoever that is. Let me just give you a, a first testimony. I, I threatened my wife to have to come do this one. Her father uh, left their household when she was two years old. And they lived without him, had very little influence in their lives. And as Cynthia continued to grow, she began to pray for her father and be concerned about his soul. Spent her whole life really praying and there's where some of the prayers, Lord, let me be a part of witnessing to him so he'll come to you and he'll commit his life to you. He knew knowledge of God, but he didn't know God. He didn't say yes to God, but he just kept going on in the way he was living. Had uh, got pretty well entwined in what most people do, making money and a lot of things. And uh, so that relationship with sending Father's Day cards and church cards, where we was ministering. And in all the years of ministry, he never came to any service, never visited us in any church we ever served in. And uh, so Cynthia was teaching just a few years ago. It's been seven, eight years ago. I think it's seven years ago. She was teaching on honoring your father, mother, and honoring people and the principal there. And it brings the full reward. And 
It was really a struggle to teach it because she really said, Lord, I, I don't know how to honor my father. I don't even know if I should teach this course. And God said, just teach it. I'm going to show you how to honor your father. And so we were driving down the road one day. Don't tell anybody I was sleeping. She was driving. And the Lord spoke to her with an audible voice and said, call your father. She said, what? Said it again, call your father. Well, I don't know the number. The Holy Spirit just spoke the number to her just like that. Call your father. 214, I can't remember it right now. God brought it to her mind, so she called her dad. She said, dad, we're going to honor our fathers on Father's Day. I would like you to come as my guest. I won't tell you the whole conversation because some of it was a little different. He really didn't have that church background. And, and so he said, you know what? I'll come. She had the whole prayer team. The lady is praying for his salvation. Prayed all her life. One time when we were in Bible school, she said, Lord, why does my dad never tell me he's proud of me? He loves me. Never heard those words. Never heard those words. All her life. Now he is 76 and a half years old, and he says, I'm going to come to your service. They drove up. It's our 35th year anniversary and at that time, and so he came up there to celebrate with us, and, and it was just interesting that out of the blue, he said, yeah, I'm coming to church. And we did a little ceremony and stuff with our kids and put together, and, and uh, on that Sunday morning, I preached on purity and purpose and passion, talked about those things. He's sitting on the front row. About right here. We're just preaching the word. I wasn't trying to direct everything to him. We'd just been trusting the Lord to save him. And uh, part of her family was there and all sitting on the front row. And I gave the invitation to get saved. That was his hand up in the air. I had a lot of other Gentlemen, that morning, I was speaking especially to the men that uh, raised their hand. I said, gentlemen, if you really mean this with all your heart, I want you to stand up. Have the whole audience stand. I want you to come down to the front. We're going to pray together. First one, her dad, all the way to the altar. I began to go through the commitments and I said, if you, if you want to do this and you really want to surrender to God, put your hands up in there. Both hands. Wow, Lord, boy, you're, you're really good. <laughs> that morning, he gave his heart to Jesus. For the next six months of his life, I'll come to the end in a second, his wife said everything changed at home. His music, reading them, I mean, it was total conversion. So, went along the six months later, on his, just before his 77th birthday, and uh, had a massive heart attack. And uh, so let me, let me back up here before I skip this part. Uh, after he got saved that morning, we went and took him to Long John's. It's a fish place there in Grove, Oklahoma. He loved fish, and so we took him there. And he got in line. You're going to love this. And he just kind of started choking up a little bit. And Cynthia said, you okay? He said, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. So, you know. 
So we knew he had diabetes, and she said to the little lady there, said, would you give him some coleslaw? I think his, his diabetes is acting up, and he's choking. And, and uh, so he grabbed it, and he went and sat down. We had all ordered, and, and uh, we all sat down. And for the first time in Cynthia's life, he started crying, sitting across from her. And he said, I'm so sorry. I've never been the father that you wanted me to be and I needed to be. I'm so sorry I've never told you how much I love you and how proud I am of what you and Raymond are doing in ministry. Words she had longed for her whole life. But God knows just when to restore. Six months later, he had that massive heart attack and they got in there. His veins were too bad. They couldn't do any type of surgery. They told him we're gonna try to do something with meds. He wanted to get out of the hospital to celebrate his 50th anniversary. And so they let him out. He went home. They went out to a steak place. They celebrated the 50th anniversary of, of her stepmom. And uh, then they got home and had another massive heart attack. Here's, here, God is a redeeming God. I'm just telling you. We've been praying over him for years and years and years and years. Because I'm not giving up. I don't know about you. I don't know how to give up. Do y'all know how to give up? I don't know how to give up. And so uh, her sister ran. He was in Dallas and we couldn't get there fast enough. And so she called and said, Daddy wants to talk to you. She was really pushing him to talk to Cynthia. I said, you need to talk to Cynthia. Because they told him, you're not going to make it. Can't do anything. Can't do anything for you. Now it is his 77th birthday. God's got perfect numbers, you know. That's his perfect number, seven. And he got on the phone, and Cynthia said, Daddy, Daddy, it's not time to go yet. You just got saved. You just gave your heart to Jesus. You've just come back to him. And he said, Honey, I love you, but I'm not going to make it. But he said, here's his last words, I'm going to see you in heaven. Oh, that's worth it all. On that day, he passed on his 77th birthday because when we pray, God knows how to get them. God knows how to bring them. He knows the exact timing. Aren't you glad God's merciful after all those years? I'll tell you another quick testimony in the nursing home that we were across the street from our, the church when we served in Lawton, Oklahoma. And we had a nursing home ministry and my wife and several other ladies would go over there every Sunday morning. I had other duties and they would minister people. And uh, the little lady was 89? No, she was in her 90s. 90s. She was in her 90s. And uh, so they would have sing and do their message every Sunday morning. And, uh, and they'd come by and she'd say to her, are you ready to give your heart to Jesus today? No! Just... Huh. Well, you don't really know who's praying for you. But anyway, that's okay. I'm going to go on. Sunday after Sunday, she would say that. One Sunday morning, Cynthia asked her again. She said, no. And her friend Vicki came along behind her. She said, honey, aren't you, aren't you ready to give your heart to Jesus? She said, yes. <laughs> Just like that. Because God broke through that wall. Out of his mercy, she got saved that morning. You know what her testimony was every Sunday morning? She'd say it. 
can you believe God waited on me this long? Yeah, can you believe God waited on me this? Every Sunday morning, that's where her testimony. Can you believe God waited on me this? Yes, I can. Because He gave His life to save us. And He loves us and He has incredible mercy. Uh, we had another young man. I'm going to tell you a couple more and then I'm going to give you a scripture. And I'm going to give you the last one in just a second. And we're going to pray. We're going to take some people to the Lord. Um, young man. Grew up in a great home, a doctor's home. Friend of ours, I won't give you the details. Not going to give you the location or even name. And um, for some strange reason, he got in the homosexual lifestyle. And so we've got several on our list. Because I'm going to fight hell for every one of them. Because I know God's plan. That's not God's plan. And so we began to pray for him along with another list of young men. And um, all of a sudden one day... We saw he had come back to the Lord. He was in church worshiping. He was singing with a worship band. And he, he knew how to sing. Great singer. And just, I mean, you could tell God just changed him. Three months before he was walking across the parking lot. And dropped dead in the parking lot. 27. Listen. 27 years, old. 27 years old. You know why? God wants us heaven to heaven more when we won't be there. It was more important for him to make heaven for him to keep living. Yeah. I don't like to lose people, but you know what I know? I'm going to see him again. Yeah. I know that so many people prayed for him. His family prayed for him. And he came back to Jesus. I have one more I will share with you in just a second. But I want to take you to Psalms 32, verses 6 and 7. If you look it up on your phone or however you want to do it. And because this is part of the ministry that God taught us in praying for people. And um, he's an awesome God, and he has a plan for all of us, but he also has a plan of redemption that hell cannot stop. Verse 6, for this cause, Psalms 32, verse 6, for this cause, everyone who is godly shall pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely in a flood of great waters, they shall not come near him. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. The last part I want you to hear. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Selah. Think about it. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. This young man... Ryan, I'm just going to give you his first name, was in our church. He actually was in a church in Tulsa, but his grandparents were there. And he would come visit, and his mom died from a, a rare disease of thin uh, uh, veins in her body. They would rupture at times, and we were at the hospital with her many times in Tulsa. Went back and forth, and, and she died when he was, uh, a, I believe, a junior or sophomore in, in high school. Don't remember the exact date she passed. We were there for the funeral. And uh, Ryan was very deeply wounded through losing his mom. He was very close to her. And uh, through that process, the enemy deceived him into taking on a homosexual lifestyle. And uh, his grandmother came to me and he would visit occasionally at the church. And I don't know, I like to aggravate the devil. Every time I'd see him, it's so good to see you, young man. I'm just going to speak lie. I don't know what else to speak. I'm not going to speak the, the lie. So 
I'm just going to speak what God created him to be. Yeah. Every time I see him, so good to see you, young man. Kept praying for him. One day, he disappeared, and uh, she came to me. His grandmother said, we don't know where Ryan is at. He's left home. We think he's in Arizona. And uh, so we just need to pray for him. I said, yes, ma'am. God led me to this verse that he'll sing songs of deliverance over us. Now, you understand him singing songs of deliverance. It's not even me. It's not our parents. It's not even the church. It's him singing songs of deliverance over us. That's what the scripture says. So we started claiming that verse every day. God, we're believing that you're singing songs of deliverance over Ryan. For three years, we prayed every day. God, we believe that you're singing songs of deliverance over his life. That you, we don't know where he's at. We don't know what he's in. We don't know what's happening. We just know that the enemy has veered him off. And we know how many times his mom and his parents have prayed for him. And, and I know it was a piercing in their hearts. But I still believe God's the deliverer. We sang about it tonight. He's the God who will deliver you. Amen. He's always been the deliverer. So we just kept praying for him. And, and uh one day, he showed up. I said, what, ha- what happened? He said, well, I had gone to Arizona and not only living the homosexual lifestyle, I'd got into some witchcraft stuff. And You know, you're never too far from God. That's right. Our kids are not too far from God to claim That's His promises. That's right. And so, uh, he said, I just got into a lot of stuff. And he said, the enemy just led me strip. But one day I realized I've got to go. You know why? God was singing over him. So he called his dad and said, Dad, I need a ticket. I've got to come home. I've got to get things right. He came home literally. I mean, God turned that young man upside down. He started writing Christian songs. He gave his testimony. He denied all of that and said, "I, I don't believe in the homosexual lifestyle or the witchcraft or all that. I mean, God just delivered him. It was incredible. One day... He said to me, Pastor, can I come speak to you? And I said, yes, sir. Came to my office, just shared his testimony. Here's what's happened. Here's where I met. I've renounced all of that. God has changed my life. And I said, Ryan, would you let me share something with you? He said, sure, Pastor. I said, we prayed. I turned to the scripture and I said, Ryan... We prayed every day for you for three years that God would sing songs of deliverance over your life. And he looked across that desk and he said, Pastor, I heard those songs every day. You see, you can't stop it when God's singing over you. Hell can't even handle it. I'm telling you tonight, we got to do some warfare and we're not going to give up. We're not going to give up on those that are lost. If all you pray every day, I'm challenging you from this night forward. If all you ever do is, Lord, would you sing songs of deliverance over them? We didn't know what to do with him. We didn't know what he was doing. We didn't know what he was into. I, I couldn't have figured that out. I couldn't have told you how to get him out of that. You couldn't have counseled him out of that. But God can. Because he's the one that changes our hearts. And I want to challenge you tonight.
I want to give you a second at the end here. If there's somebody that you know needs to come back to Jesus, I want you to write their name down right now. Write their name down. Because we're going to pray in a minute. And from this day forward, we're going to believe God to sing songs of deliverance over them. That He will send because of our obedience, He's going to have mercy to a thousand generations. I don't know how to get them out of the messes, but God does. See, God's the one that changes all of our hearts. It doesn't matter how much we know about the Word. It's when He makes the Word real to us, then it changes us from the inside out. And that's how we serve God faithfully. It's because He's changed our heart and He loves us. I know that God is a good God. I'm going to ask some musicians to come back up if you will. I just want to take a time to pray tonight. Now I'm going to invite those in a minute that have somebody you want to pray for to come first. And we're going to join you. I encourage you to find somebody else just as that grandmother came and talked to me and said, we're praying for Ryan. And God gave me that verse. I can't even tell you how I felt that day when it was confirmation of what we were praying when Ryan looked across that desk and said, I heard those songs. He was singing over me and I couldn't stay. I had to come home. I had to get things right. Let me tell you the rest of his story before we close. It was Christmas of the following year. He was at his grandparents' house right there in Miami. They had had a Christmas party together. I've still got pictures of it on my phone. Them taking pictures that Christmas. You see, God knows when to bring us home. To make sure that we make it home. That we don't miss heaven. That's really what He wants. He doesn't want us to miss it. See, He... We sometimes have preached it through the years. We're almost like, man, if I don't get it all right, I'm going to miss it. No, 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 no. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. No, God's doing everything He can to get us there. He's not trying to say, oh, you just did one little mark there, you're off. That's not the God He is. If salvation's that unstable, we're all in trouble. Okay? But He wants us there. On that Christmas day, Ryan was taking a little stool out to his car. He had got his amazing job. God was doing awesome things in his life. And, and his uh, sister, half-sister, uh, said, I've got a little piece of furniture to send to your apartment. He had moved out and uh, moved to Pittsburgh. And, and so she said, I want you to take this with you. Ryan went out to load that in his car. Dropped dead. They came and the guy said that when they did the exam of him, they said he was dead before he hit the ground. But you know where Ryan is today? Not, not just for a few weeks. He's with Jesus for eternity. Because God will sing songs of deliverance over us. Because that's who he is. I don't, I don't really know that we can put in English words how much he loves us. I mean, if he would give his life for just one of us, he would give his life for all of us. And then he said, I'm going to pour out my spirit and help you. And I'm going to give you my grace and I'm going to help you. And I'm going to give you my mercy and I'm going to help you. And I'm going to call you out of darkness into a marvelous light. And I'm going to help you make heaven. We're all going to get a reward we don't deserve in a place we can't even imagine right now. 
We get a little description of it in the book of Revelations, but, but God wants us to make it. And you know what he needed for Ryan? He needed Ryan to make it. And it took just a few people saying, God, would you just sing over Ryan? We don't know where he is tonight. We don't know what he's involved in. We don't know what the enemy is trying to bring against him. But God said, I'm going to preserve him and I'm going to sing to him when you can't be there. When you can't do anything about it, because you're praying, I'm singing. He said he would sing songs of deliverance over us. That's the God we serve. Would you stand to your feet? We're going to close in prayer. And uh, didn't intend for this service to be long night because I really think the best part is when we're going to pray together. If you have someone that's lost, I want you to come first. Just stand here. We're going to agree together to pray for them until God brings them home. It could be everybody here, but if you know somebody for sure, you know their name, we're going to pray for them tonight. We're going to believe that God is going to sing over them. I want you to ask Him to sing over them, just as we did for those three years until God brings them home. And I only ask one favor. I want to know when all of them come home. Y'all just tell me. Call me. Tell you got my number. Yeah. Because see, just like her father, wow, just like the other young man that died in the parking lot, just like that. Got back things right with God. And you know, as much as I'd love for him to be here, I wouldn't bring him back from heaven for anything in the world. Because he's made it. He's made it. That's, that's the purpose God has for all of us. He wants us to make it. Amen? You ready to pray? If you don't mind, would you, some of you just come in, just come closer. Let's all come up here. Y'all come closer to the front. I want everybody here. I pray that this message will radiate through this church. I want you to take those scriptures. I want you to share them with somebody else, especially somebody that you know, maybe they have a lost loved one. I don't have to be there. God can go anywhere and sing. Aren't you glad he can sing to a million people at once? He, he, did, he didn't care. If he said, by our obedience, we can have mercy to a thousand generations, I say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I want that in my life. Yes. Join somebody's hand, okay, would you? We're agreeing together tonight that God is going to bring in the lost. Not only the lost that we're talking about tonight, but the lost in this community that need to know Jesus. We need deliverance sung over Lone Grove. Amen. We need God to move in a mighty way and bring revival. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, you know every name that's represented here tonight. Lord, we believe, Lord, that you're going right now to sing songs of deliverance over them. Lord, to bring hope to those lives, to break the chains off of their lives, to allow them to come back into the marvelous light. We thank you, God, that you're faithful. Lord, and that you hear us tonight. Lord, we're expecting miracles. We're expecting the lost to come in. We're expecting our lost loved ones to come in, God. Lord, as you have already proven to myself, as I've given these testimonies, God, we believe, whether we've been praying for them for a long time or a short time, God, sing songs of deliverance over their lives. Lord, let mercy be extended to each one of them, God. Fill us with your spirit that when we don't know what to pray, God, that you would pray through us. I thank you, God, that this church is getting ready for revival, that you're going to pour out your spirit, Lord, in miracles and ways we'd never believed and never seen, Lord, because that's who you are. 
Lord, we believe we've come to the end of this abortion, the sea being attacked, God, and now it's time for heaven to move and, Lord, for lives to be set free. We believe you, Lord, that you're an amazing God. Lord, we're going to leave tonight with confidence that whatever you have to do, God, you're going to bring them in, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. You're a faithful God. Are you God? Oh, yes, sin. Stand here in your presence, lifting up the name of Jesus, a strong tower meant to save us, and now nothing will defeat us. We are boldly interceding for our children lost and bleeding. We'll say slavery about a freedom and the sick restored a healing. So we fight for those who fall. We'll take back what's been stolen from our family, shamed and broken. Hope will rise and hearts will open. We'll see joy defeat depression, liberation from addiction. For when we are at our weakest, then your power is completed. So we stand here in your presence, lifting up the name of Jesus, a strong tower meant to save us. And now nothing will defeat us. We are boldly interceding for our children lost and bleeding. We'll see slavery out of freedom and the sick restored a healing. So we fight for those who fall and we'll take back what's been stolen from our family, shamed and broken. Hope will rise and hearts will open. We'll see joy defeat depression, liberation from addiction. For when we are at our weakest, then your power is complete.
just tell you. You can take it to the bank. You can take it to the bank. God performs His Word. It will not return void. And we're lost. when they're lost in Arizona, God's there. God's there. When they're in Dallas and they've just got six months to live, God's there. Because that's who He is. That's who He is. I can just speak to you as a church. Just get ready. Get ready for something great. God said He poured out the Spirit in the last days. I'm just expecting it every day. More, more, Lord, more, Lord. Haven't got enough for more, Lord. We want you. And He's going to do something mighty, and He will get all the glory. I've seen a lot of people saved in our lifetime. I've never saved anybody, but He has. I've seen a lot of people filled with the Holy Spirit. I've never filled anybody, but He has. I've seen a lot of people healed. I never healed anybody, but He has. I get to be a part. I get to pray. I get to serve. I get to do His will, His work. Pray over your family. Lord, give me mercy to a thousand generations. That's His promise. It's His promise. Those that are lost, Lord, sing over them. But sometimes they won't listen to us, but they can't refuse God because He fills everything everywhere. When he starts singing over, you got to come home. You got to come home. Amen. We love you. It's been an awesome time to be here. Uh, just expect great things. That's all I can tell you. God, God's going to do some awesome things. I don't know who your next pastor is, but just get ready. Just get ready. The Holy Spirit's ready to move. He may need a lot of prayer. I don't know what he's going to need, but you know what? If he comes into a fire on church, he can't help but get fired up too. Amen. And, and I, I, I really believe that with all my heart. I'm speaking to you prophetically. God's going to do some awesome things. Yes. Heaven's ready. Yes, sir. I wake up every day and say, God, I don't know what you're going to do today, but do it. Yes. I'm ready. Whatever. Whatever you want me to speak to somebody, God, just move. Just move. Yes. Time is short and the labors are few. Yes. But together, all of us as ministers, all of us, yes. we share the gospel. God can do something awesome. Yes. I want to hear where this place is packed out. Okay. And you hadn't got room. Yeah. You have to figure it out. Because yeah. that's who God is. Yes. He said these words, my house will be full. Yes. I say, Lord, fill it. Help me be a part of that. Yes. I'm going to share with someone. Yes. Let me pray over you as we conclude tonight. We love you. Father, thank you for speaking to all of our hearts tonight. Thank you for your word that will not fail. I believe you're going to reveal that in this body, Lord. There's going to be many miracles, many salvations that people will start praying over tonight that are going to suddenly happen. And someone's going to get saved and someone's going to come back and someone's going to be healed and somebody's going to be filled. Because this, this group tonight has said, Lord, we're dedicated to you. We're going to pray until heaven falls in Lone Grove, Oklahoma. We thank you, God. We receive. We believe. That your word will not return void, but you will accomplish what you sent it to do. We praise you for that. In Jesus' precious name. Anybody said? Yeah. Hug somebody before you go. God bless you for being here tonight.